the social principles of social media. Can we start there? What do you mean by the social principles of social media? Great question. You know, one of the things that has been particularly interesting to me as a technology company is how do we as consumers of anything like to interact with our service providers, things that we're interested in, articles that we're reading. And the premise that we had at Deep Target is that it really is about fun, choice, discoverability, and something that's easy to use. So when we think about social and to understand a little bit about Deep Target, we've been focused on human connections digitally since 2009. But Robin, we were doing that in a, in a way that financial institutions, banks and credit unions could really tar, uh, tolerate up until about a year ago, right? And what I mean by that is most were putting banner ads in journey of the financial consumer. I liken that to an Easter egg hunt of sorts. And first you have to get me to participate in the hunt. And then you have to get me to have a welcome disruption that's going on. So about four years ago, Instagram, not Facebook, introduced stories. And fast forward, there's over a billion users of Instagram stories every single month. So the idea we had at Deep Target is how can we introduce these things that I'm talking about? Fun, choice, discoverability, ease of use, and don't annoy the heck out of me, right? How do we do that to banks and credit unions? And, and, uh, and I'll say this not in a disparaging way, but I've been in uh, the banking industry for about 20 years. Fun has not necessarily been a welcomed premise. And, and, and I don't mean that. You know, I, I've just been one of the people at the banking convention who looks across the room and sees uh, in a bit of horror that I'm the only one in a blue blazer aside from one other lady from Wells Fargo. And we, of course, meet and talk about that, right? So introducing stories. But here's the thing, Robin, that, that we're talking about. We knew that we had to do something different to make that work in the banking industry. So we put our data scientists and our software engineers to work on that problem is how do you take stories, a premise like stories, and how do you bring financial stories into this industry and make it work? Well, there were really a few things that we knew we must do. Number one, they had to be smart. So they had to know that you are Robin and what is happening with Robin right now in his financial life stage. So what's going to be relevant? Number two, they had to be discoverable and in the journey of your exploration, not in your face and annoying. And then number three, they had to be scalable. So there had to be like hundreds of thousands of these going on all at one time. And then the last thing, and I think this is maybe the most important thing, they had to keep getting smarter so that as Robin is doing something simple, do you know how Instagram stories work, Robin? I'm going to own up and say as a man of my age, no. And, and, and I'm going to challenge that it is generationally specific, and we can talk more about that later, but how Instagram stories work, Robin, is they put a visual in front of you, and you can swipe left and see the next visual and the next visual, or swipe right, or you can swipe up, and swipe up is an action, right? So it is this thing 
that is interesting things for Robin. And in the case of Instagram stories, it's pictures of your friends, kids. But let me tell you this, one third of all Instagram stories last year that were swiped up or interacted with were business stories. So it was things like catching you in the path of your social doings and putting something in front of you like teeth whitening. Let's just use that, right? That all of a sudden you said, oh, I need to do that. You, you, you know something about me and I need to do that. And so I'm swiping up on that. And all of a sudden you're, you're going down another pathway, but it's one that you've chosen. So the swipe left, swipe right, swipe up. And we can talk a little more about how those things reduce friction. But how to be smart, that fourth thing is it had to know how I was engaging So not only were the things that are in stories, things that were placed there very intentionally because of my financial stage, it was locked and loaded with things that were going to reduce friction, taking me to skip a pay, taking me to bill pay, taking me to a very, very, very targeted offer for a consumer loan because, you know, I'm struggling in the middle of the COVID pandemic. So loaded very specifically But then the the next cool thing is, what am I engaging with? So I'm swiping through things, but I'm going somewhere. Your teeth whitening, right? In the case of financial services, that consumer loan, maybe I'm going there and studying it, but I'm never doing anything. I'm hopping over to sign up for bill pay. You know, all these things you know about me, what am I doing? So capturing that, and we have open API approach so that those stories get even smarter the next time you engage with them. So our premise is it's what makes it work in financial services, taking this fun, discoverable thing that we've grown accustomed to in our social channels, but then tuning it, if you will, so that it is this smart, but yet still fun, discoverable, easy thing in financial services. And that analytics I'm talking about Feed that right back into your CRM, into your AI data warehouse, and let that next time I summons the story or I'm presented with it, that gets smarter. So this is effectively you're using machine learning, you're using data analytics to refine the stories. How easy is it for your company to sell this to a bank? Okay, so it's interesting. We had a little bit of a head start, right? Kind of a lot of a head start, to be honest. We Deep Target was founded in 2009. And in certain respects, you know that old country song, I was country before it was cool. You may not. Uh, (laughs) I know it because I live in the South. But Deep Target was focused on intelligent digital engagement before it was popular and before it was cool. In fact, one of the biggest challenges that we've had as a company is the attention span, both the thought leadership in the industry and getting the attention of the banks and credit unions to think about this rich source of data that they had. So we've done a lot of education. And that has also come in the form of a lot of analysis of our customer base and how they're using technology effectively. The head start we had was we introduced a digital experience platform before it was a popular thing. And so what we did is over the last three years, we've amassed 230 banks and credit unions that use our digital experience platform. So Robin, what we did is we told a lot of success stories based on their data. So any given month, 
this is before we introduced financial stories, we were seeing over 250 million engagements with 75,000 leads being generated from those and 10,000 actions being taken. So when we looked at that analysis and actions being accounts opened, deposits made, loans, cards, all that. So when we looked at that, we said, gosh, if you put relevance in front of the seeker, even if I don't know I'm a seeker, it works. So we had these success stories, right, that we were able to put forth and, and to really say, don't wait till you're perfect with your data, because that's a huge, huge problem, right? I mean, that's the biggest objection is, gosh, Jill, I don't know where to start, right? I, I don't, you know, I, I know I've got my core banking system. See, our message has been all along, let's start somewhere and we'll show you results and then let's get smarter. So stories we just introduced at the end of July. And so we've been in a launch phase with it. We have a handful of early adopters and we have a whole bunch of our both existing customers and people on the outside that are supporting and validating our premise there. So our success stories and that head start has helped us gain credibility in a world that I'll say right now, can we say post-COVID? I don't even think we can say post-COVID. You can't say post-COVID yet. Yeah. So in a world that is in the middle of a pandemic, that's seen budgets and budget concerns flip-flop. That is what has aided us in introducing this patent-pending concept to the financial services industry. You're ramping up, effectively, you're ramping up customer engagement. I'm trying to keep this very simple because I'm a very simple person myself at heart. It's all about engaging with the customer, getting the customer to do something. This is just another way of doing that. Absolutely. In a smart way, in a way that can be measured. Absolutely. Measurement is important because one of the problems, they always used to say this about advertising, that 95% of the money was wasted, but nobody knew which 95%. That was something I've heard a lot of. In fact, we have seen, and we love this, we've seen our buyers evolve from head of marketing and maybe an IT supplemental person to being chief digital strategist, chief marketing officer, chief lending officer, fingerprints and great involvement from the chief executive officer. And I'll tell you, one of the best compliments we've ever been paid is when the chief marketing officer circle back around us because we provide a wealth of analytics and said, you know what, you've legitimized my role as marketer. I thought that was so completely cool because you're right, the, that, the, the ROI and how is this working and, and, and arming them with, um, with that data, I think is so important. How does this evolve in future? Am I going to be bombarded with messages every time I go onto Instagram? And, and you're not even going on to Instagram. Let's make that point clear. So to answer your question quite simply, you better not be, because if you are, our banks and credit unions are failing with their use of tech. I had one analyst say to me, and so to clarify that point, Robin, we're bringing Instagram's stories, that premise, to financial services. So they're going to be, and I'm going to come back to this, discoverable in your journey of banking. So what do I mean by that? There will be a button that says Robin's story 
that just might get your attention. As you're going to the pull down in your mobile banking accounts, transfers, bill pay, send money, at the bottom nestled there will be Robin's financial story. In your journey, we've proven that banners work quite well. How about there being one that says, hey, Robin, check out your story with Bank XYZ. It's up to you, Robin, to summons that. Now, when you do, and this is an important point, it is very important that the bank and credit union use this tech responsibly. If it is loaded with all next most profitable uh, offers for Robin, that's not going to work. If it is loaded with insight-based, and and this is a method of targeting that we have, predictive campaigns, rule-based campaigns, and automated audiences where we can call on other smart uh, providers that are out there. If it is loaded with a unique blend of financial wellness information for Robin, critical community content for Robin, offers, they're not taboo, but they better darn well be targeted. Offers that are specific. Robin may not even know he needs them, but oh gosh, that legacy uh, investment there might be a good thing for me to think about, right? So if it is loaded with those types of things, and don't miss this, if it is fresh every time you pull it up, if you pull it up and it looks the same, exactly the same, that's not fun. That's not engaging. It has to be, if you take out that titanium card that you're already pre-qualified for, and all this is data, see it, and we need to reduce the friction, it better not be there the next time you open up your store. So to answer your question quite simply, it cannot be annoying. It better be discoverable. Tech is great. We can facilitate hundreds of thousands of these at any given moment, but it has to be a partnership with the financial institutions so that we work together and do this responsibly.